All right. What's going on, TikTok? What's going on, world? We got Monday, the day after Super Bowl Sunday, the day before Valentine's Day. <laughs> not a good week to lose weight. Maybe not. But uh, that's why we're going to talk about today is how to get back on track fast, right? So you might be right in the middle of getting off track and staying off track. But um, ironically, or, or maybe it's not ironic, but um, part of being able to get back on track quickly with your plan is kind of how you go into being off track with your plan. <laughs> so uh, what it kind of comes down to is awareness, you know, being aware of what's happening and understanding that we've got to take a step back here. Um, we're not really just talking about weight loss. We're talking about mastering your weight. And so if we talk about weight mastery, we're talking about a much longer time frame, you know? And so as soon as you start thinking in terms of mastering your weight, getting to your goal weight and living there for the rest of your life on your autopilot, that being the defined goal, um, instead of just losing weight, right? Because just losing weight has a much shorter time frame subconsciously. Um, when we get into mastering our weight, we think in a much longer time frame. And so the idea of getting back on track means completely different things in each one of those scenarios, okay? So what you wanna do is you wanna obviously, I hope, <laughs> that you wanna master your weight, right? And let me just find out, right? So let me ask you the question, do you wanna lose weight as fast as possible or for as long as possible? Is your goal, which one kind of resonates more, to just lose the weight or to return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot? And so I'm hoping <laughs> that it's the second one that's a lot more inspiring to you, that feels right, okay? And so let's just assume that's the case, that you do want to master your weight. I hadn't thought about it like that way until now, but yeah, when you put it that way, it kind of makes sense. That's what I want. So if that's the case, if mastering your weight for the rest of your life is the main goal, then what you have to do is recognize that the most important skill you're going to develop in order to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot is the ability to get back on track quickly because there is no perfection when you start extending the time frame. See, what you're in is you're probably in this frame of, I just wanna lose weight as quick as possible. I just wanna lose the weight. And because you're thinking in a short-term time frame, you're almost thinking like a sprint. You're like, well, I could do anything for a little while just to lose the weight. And that's kind of how subconsciously you orient to your weight loss. And so as soon as you start thinking long-term, perfection's impossible, right? You might be able to be perfect for a week or maybe even a month, but you are not gonna be perfect when it starts getting into months and years, no way. And so what we wanna do right from the get-go is recognize there's gonna be ups and downs. There's gonna, we're gonna off track, on track. We're gonna have days that are wedged in between <laughs> Super Bowl Sunday and Valentine's Day. Okay, and in those time periods when you have, when you look back and like, oh yeah, Super Bowl is yesterday, Valentine's Day is tomorrow, that's not a time where you're really set up for success <laughs> with your reading. And you don't have to be. That, that's, the, that's the important point here is that you don't have to be perfect, you know? And th this kind of gets to, so when I talk about how to get back on track quickly here, there's a deeper concept that I want to explain more than just like, oh, just do this, <laughs> just do this tactic. Because your biggest problem isn't that you need more tactic, it's, it's that you need to rethink this whole process. The way that you think about weight loss is broken from the, <laughs> right at the core. The way you think about weight loss is so screwed up that it, you'll probably never lose weight thinking that way. And not, not to sound like a jerk if you've ever seen my lives before. Um, but it's true, okay? Your mindset in terms of weight loss is broken because your mindset about weight loss was put there by the diet industry, right? Think about it. You can't even separate dieting. You can't separate weight loss from dieting. When you think about losing weight, it's like it's impossible almost for you to think about any other way to do it other than dieting, 
Okay. And so these diets have really like, like viruses bomb to our brains, you know, so they can't even think straight. <laughs> They've turned us into walking zombies when it comes to losing weight. Okay. So the alternative I like to point out to you is that again, just right from the very beginning that the goal is not just to lose weight, not just to lose weight as quick as you can. It's to strategically create a lifestyle, a way of thinking, a way of being so that you live at your goal weight. And so this whole process that I'm talking about is one of growth, of evolution, of acquiring a skill. And so to be honest, you could actually start this whole process off by not looking at it as on track, off track, but when you get off track, you learn from it. And so there becomes this, the, the ultimate paradigm of thinking about your weight loss where there is no off track, right? Now that, that's a, a step you, know, you work up to, I suppose. But um, when you do that, when you're able to get into that place, we use a process that is used in hypnosis called utilization. And in hypnosis, utilization was really made famous by Milton Erickson, who's a famous hypnotist. But what it meant is that, you know, when I'm hypnotizing someone, different things are going to happen. So I remember, for example, when I had my hypnosis office, um, one time I was hypnotizing someone, they were doing construction right outside the door. It was really loud, you know? And so it's like on one hand, you know, I was feeling anxious about it. But on the other hand, again, the process of utilization is to take whatever's going on and utilize it, whatever, good or bad. So people jackhammering outside the door, bad, right? But how do we turn it into something good? Well, with a suggestion that you're going to hear, you know, you're hypnotizing them and you're saying, you know, and as you sit there relaxing deeper and deeper with each and every breath, you can hear the sounds of change all around you, you know? And so, you know, you can hear the sounds of new beliefs and ideas going into your subconscious mind so that you behave naturally. But you see the point of it, right? So we take whatever's going on and we utilize it. We, we make something good out of it. And so the phrase that does that in terms of when you get off track, when you make mistakes, when you screw up, is that it's an NLP presupposition. NLP is short for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it's the presupposition that there is no failure, there's only feedback, okay? And so this is what we frame all mistakes as. Because, you know, again, with weight loss, the way you approach it, you can't even realize how kind of broken it is. But I'll kind of hint at it in a couple different ways here. If you approached, you know, if you're thinking about like playing the piano, um, there's whether you either practice or you don't, but if you practice and you're making mistakes, it, it's not really a mistake. It's you learning, you know, it's you doing something wrong so that you can make adjustments and correct the way you learn anything that's an actual skill. And you can go all the way back to when you're learning how to write, when you're learning how to read any actual physical skill that you developed and learned riding a bike, what had to happen is you needed to have a feedback loop right? You needed to do it and then kind of figure it out. You, learning how to use a mouse. Do you remember how to, when you first used a mouse, <laughs> you didn't just get on there and do, do, do. you had to learn it, right? And so it's, it's kind of awkward and whatever. And what's happening? You have a feedback loop and you're, you're making movements. Is the mouse moving the way you want it to? You know what I mean? And your feedback from the mistakes, from the, when it doesn't go the way you want it to, you adjust and correct. This is the natural, normal way of learning and growing and evolving as a human being and acquiring a skill. Now, when it comes to weight loss, we do none of this. There's no room for that. There's room for, here's the plan, follow it perfectly starting tomorrow. And if you screw up, it's because you're a lazy, horrible person who has no willpower. <laughs> you know, I've got over exaggerating a little bit, but if you think about it, weight loss, there's very little room for growth, for evolution of learning. You know, it's kind of like you approach it to this idea. Like, I know what I got to do. I, I know what to do. I just got to get myself to do it. I just got to force myself to follow it perfectly. There's no room for saying, oh, I ate too much at lunch today. I, I ate the wrong thing at lunch. Let me take a step back and look at it. What's going on there? What happened? Why did that happen? I want to lose weight. I want to eat well. 
why did I make the wrong food choice at lunch? Oh, because I wasn't prepared. I for I didn't have anything healthy options there. I didn't, you know, I don't know. I didn't bring something health with me. I didn't, you know, pre-order something, whatever the solution may be. It's taking a step back and looking at it and saying, oh, if I go back in time now, knowing what I know now, and if I could have felt better in whatever way I, I wish I had felt better, what would I have done differently? And what happens through this process is you start to learn you start to train your mind what you want to do. And it's literally no different than learning a language, learning a musical instrument, learning any physical skill. It just takes practice. It takes messing up. It takes adjusting from the feedback and correcting it. And then you repeat that process a million times. You know, at what point do you know the piano? You know what I mean? At what point have you learned the guitar? At what point have you learned a language? There's always room for growth. You know what I mean? And when it comes to weight loss, again, if you really reflect on how you think about weight loss, subconsciously you approach it as this short period of time where you say, I just want to lose the weight. And I always say, well, what are you going to do once you lose the weight? I don't know. I'll figure it out then, <laughs> right? 95% of people lose weight, put it back on, right? And you've probably experienced this yourself where you lost the weight and then put it back on, but that's not going to stop you from... <laughs> From taking a second and thinking about what are you going to do when you lose the weight, that's not going to stop you. You know, you're just in this perpetual um, kind of merry-go-round of trying to lose weight and you keep doing the exact same thing over and over and over again, you know? So I do these lives and I, I do all these free videos and all this free stuff to kind of give you a second, just a second to take a step back and look at what you're doing, right? To recognize that you keep repeating the same pattern over and over and you keep getting the same result. But the worst part of that is that you probably now feel... You're probably caught in this hopeless state of feeling like no matter what I do, I can't lose the weight, you know? And so the diets are so omnipresent when it comes to weight loss. Like I said, it's, it's like diet and weight loss are almost synonymous. You know, there's almost like no other alternative to lose weight that exists in a person's brain. And so if you believe that, if you think dieting is the only way to actually lose weight and you've tried 50 diets a hundred times <laughs> um, and it hasn't worked, it's natural to create this belief. Well, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. But it's because you don't realize there's other ways to lose weight. And again, it starts by changing your goal from losing, I just want to lose weight to I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. I want to live at my goal weight because I want to feel better, right? I want to look better. I want to be myself. I want to be the best version of me, right? I want to live a life that I was meant to live. I want to do the things that I was born to do, right? So this goal is much, much bigger that I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight, you know? So there's my first tip to you, right? Is start redefining what your goal is because it's not just to lose weight. It, it's not enough motivation. Challenge me, right? You don't think that's true? <laughs> I just want to lose the weight. You, you write that in the comments. Let me know if you think that's true because why hasn't it worked? I mean, geez, you've been obsessed with it for decades at this point, I bet, right? And it's just not working. Right? Someone says, yeah, can you discuss bilateral thinking and adult consciousness? <laughs> bilateral thinking, what, between like the brain hemispheres? Someone says you give me motivation. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm glad you said that, by the way. Okay. So the motivation is the key part. Okay. So it's, you're, you, you're sitting there thinking like the problem is I can't lose weight. I'm sitting here telling you the first problem you got to overcome is that you're not even motivated to lose weight. Like you don't want to lose weight. You wish you'd lose weight, right? 10 out of 10, you wish that you wake up tomorrow and start eating better and losing weight. I, I don't disagree with that but you don't actually want to lose weight. Your want is how much you act energy and action you actually take to make it happen. And your want is probably around a two, three out of 10. And so the first thing you gotta do is get yourself congruently, genuinely motivated to wanna lose weight. 
And let me give an example of what real motivation would feel like. It's an unpleasant example, but it proves the point. If you imagine a kidnapper, imagine the person in your life that matters the most to you, the person you love the most in your life. Imagine they were kidnapped and the kidnapper said, if you don't lose weight in the next month, you're never going to see this person again. Okay. So what's your, in that situation, what's your want, right? In that situation, it's a 10. And because it's a 10, how easy would it be to lose weight that month? Really easy. You see, so I'm trying to tell you here that one of the things that diets have done to you is they have focused weight loss motivation primarily on how you look, right? Because every weight loss ad you've seen, and you've seen millions of them, it's all about the before and after picture. And so what's happening is the reason you're not really motivated to lose weight is because you're thinking, I just want to look better. And wanting to look better is what we call an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. And it's the reason why you're not getting the goals, you're reaching the goals you want. Okay, is that you're literally not motivated enough. And to be honest, you don't even know how to motivate yourself. Now that's a whole other story. I tell you this not to not to bust your chops. I'm not I'm not here to make you feel bad. I'm here to hopefully I want to inspire you because the worst thing to me is when someone's in their mind they say, well, no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. They feel completely powerless. And so what I want to do is come to you and say, it's because of the strategy you're following. The strategy you're following is complete horseshit. I mean, I can't put it any more clear. The diet strategy is complete horseshit because it's a, it's a tactic, right? Every diet is like, okay, count points. Don't eat carbs. Don't eat intermittent fast. You know, it's always like this one tactic and it's like, there's so much more to your weight. Your whole weight is that it has to be, it's this whole lifestyle thing. You know, it's gotta be more than just how you're eating. You know, it's gotta be bigger than that. And so it's a lifestyle piece. It's a mindset piece. You know, did she finish you off the other night? <laughs> nice. I'm going to block that person in a second. Hold on one second. So, you know, so, so it, it, right from the beginning, this is what I'm trying to tell you is you want to motivate yourself more congruently, more intentionally, because that's the engine that drives the whole process forward. Okay. And so it's important that you recognize that right from the beginning. And as soon as you unleash the motivation, that's not even enough to get you there. Okay. But it's enough to start the process. So you start with a real genuine form of motivation, and then you start focusing on mastering your weight in a strategic way. You know, you have zero strategy. You've got no strategy. You've got tactics. You know what you should do, and you have almost no ability to know how to get yourself to do it. Okay. So once you recognize that and you start focusing on how can I get myself to do these things, how can I make living at my goal weight easy? That's a question you do not ask. As a matter of fact, subconsciously, you want the weight loss method that you choose to be really hard because you associate the harder the weight loss method is, the faster the results you're going to get are. So you are subconsciously oriented to finding weight loss strategies that are intense, extreme, so that you can get fast results because you're oriented towards short-term results, not long-term mastery. Okay, so getting back to how do you get back on track quickly though. So again, it all starts with this, the way you are approaching it. You know, that's the most important piece. But then the step becomes that even when you start your process, you wanna recognize that you're going to make mistakes. It's like if you were gonna play the piano from scratch and it's like you went into it and said, well, I'll play as long as I don't make any mistakes, right? <laughs> well, of course you're gonna make mistakes. You know what I mean? Like that's the process of learning. And so if you approach your weight loss, like, okay, how about this, right? So I'll, I'll put it a different way. 
instead of like starting tomorrow, because most people start weight loss plans and no one's starting this week, right? Because it's, it's, it's a, you know, Monday, everyone starts on a Monday, right? If you're not going to start on a Monday, what's the point? So you start on a Monday, but this Monday you're kind of screwed, right? Because it's between Super Bowl and Valentine's day. Mm, maybe next week. I'll catch me next week. Right. So, um, but what you do is you start on the Monday and you change everything on day one, right? So day one, you cut 60% of your calories. You try and eat perfectly and you say, I'm going to be perfect until I reach my goal weight, right? And that's the strategy you do. And so what we want to do is instead say, let me start with where I'm at. Let me start with my normal routines, rituals, behaviors, eating habits, and let me improve one thing. Oh my God, right? <laughs> now I know you don't, you don't even like that because in your brain it says, well, I'm not going to get fast enough results, right? And so um, it's important that you start, I think, with a more strategic plan and you look at this. Hey, you ask those questions. Let's hear them. Um, and you start with a strategic plan where you start with where you're at because where you're at is easy to do. So let me get into this and I'm going to answer your question. Um, I believe it's Lee. I, I always get confused with, with TikTok names, you know, but Lee. So she says, yes, wondering about hypnosis, right and left brain activity and hypnosis is and uh, trauma healing. Let me put this way. Right and left brain activity is less important to me. I'm not saying it's not important because it, it has a place. But I divide the brain up instead, north and south. I think of it as a conscious, subconscious mind. So I think the north-south um, distinction is more important than the left-right one in my world, okay? So you have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. The conscious part of your mind is the logical, rational part that knows you should lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows how you should lose weight, and tries to get you to do it. This is where your willpower is. Your subconscious mind is illogical. It just associates things together. It's kind of like a computer. It just runs what you put in it. And so your subconscious mind is where all your stored, learned thoughts, feelings, and behaviors are at, okay? So when you think about riding a bike, this is the part of your brain that knows how to ride a bike. This is why you don't need to ride a bike for 50 years. You get on it. You're not logically thinking of every little thing you gotta do to ride the bike. You just get on it and do it. Well, why? Because that behavior is stored in your subconscious mind and you just run it. Okay, so when you try to diet, what happens is all of your eating behaviors, your lifestyle behaviors are stored in your subconscious mind and just run automatically. And what you try to do is you try and use your conscious mind to fight against these subconscious programs. And it works for a couple days, maybe a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, and then eventually you get tired, bored, sick, distracted, whatever. The conscious willpower goes away and what happens? You go right back to doing what you always did, okay? Because your subconscious mind never changed. All right. And it just runs automatically. And so my approach in a nutshell and hypnosis in a nutshell, nutshell is to use your conscious mind to influence your subconscious mind, if that makes sense. And so what we want to do is we want to reprogram our subconscious mind so that we have new healthy behaviors that keep us at our goal weight, keep us as healthy as we want to be that run automatically. That's the secret. Because right now with dieting, it's like an endurance test where it's really a measure of how long can you force yourself to act a certain way. And it feels like you're fighting against yourself, doesn't it? When you try and lose weight, it feels like there's a battle going on. There is. It's your conscious mind fighting against your subconscious programming, you know? And you know how that feels and you know who ultimately wins, okay? So the process here, now the downside I'll tell you right off the bat is it takes a little bit longer, okay? It takes longer to reprogram your subconscious mind with new behaviors than it does to just force yourself to act a different way. But it's way more long lasting. And so again, the orientation towards long-term weight mastery, living at your goal weight for the rest of your life is the crucial starting block, right? Because if you're not, we're running different races. You know what I mean? Every, try, every time you try and lose weight, you're running like a sprint. Subconsciously, it's oriented to feel like a sprint. And with a sprint, if you trip, you've lost the race. There's no point, 
Okay. And that's what it feels like with a diet. There's a literal phrase that they have for dieters. It's called the what the hell effect. So as soon as you make a mistake, you're just totally off the reservation. You're done. Right. Why? Because it feels like a sprint. What's the point now? Because you're just, the way you think about weight loss is short term. I'll be perfect. I'll do the most extreme plan as long as I lose weight quickly. It's a very conditional sort of situation. The weight mastery is much more like a marathon. And you can trip when you're running a marathon and still win the marathon. You know what I mean? It's a longer time frame. So the whole process, ironically, is that weight mastery is way easier than the weight loss process. Because weight loss is very extreme stuff to get fast results. And weight mastery is really oriented towards long-term success. And so when you approach it this way, again, the big challenge for people is that you need to develop and cultivate patience. That's the hard part, I'll be honest. But if you can do that, right? And I'll tell you, how do you get patience? You look back at your life and you say, how long have I been obsessed trying to lose weight? And when you start getting the numbers of 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, I've been at this. And I don't know shit. I don't know anything more now than I did 40 years ago before I started my first diet. That's kind of the first step to get you to a place that, okay, I'm fine, Jim, fine. I'm going to do it this way now because I, I, I don't know what to do. I, I just can't keep doing this, right? So usually people, when they start my program, it's kind of like, I hate to say this, but it's a program of last resort. I'm the hypnotist. No one starts with the hypnotist. <laughs> they end up at the hypnotist, you know? So, um, you know, but you need to have kind of that realization that come to Jesus moment and say, you know what, the diet it's just not working, but it's not you. It's not you, please. It's the diet, the diet mentality. I could talk for five hours about why diets are bad subconscious programming for your weight. Okay. I want to get a couple questions here and, and it feel, please, anyone that has questions, feel free to ask them. I'll get into some of those. Um, I stopped being active, starting eating horrible, can't stop eating and I'm rapidly gaining and I don't know how. My weight is going up more and more over time. I have no idea how to manage it or when to eat or how. Okay, yeah. So you're overwhelmed, right? You're completely overwhelmed at this point. And so this again is the, this is where people get into with the diet because the diet requires you to have a lot of a motivation, right? And here, tell me this isn't how the, the how it works for you with, with the dieting, right? I'm gonna, <laughs> I've never met you before, but let me, tell me if this sounds familiar because I bet I know more about how you think about weight than you do. All right, but here, tell me if this sounds familiar. So 95% of the time that you've actually started a plan and even gotten any results at all, like even if you stuck with it for a couple of days, it's always triggered by a spontaneous pain-based event where you step on the scale, you see a picture of yourself, you catch your reflection, you go to the doctors, someone says something and you hear it, um, or the clothes don't fit anymore. And you get so upset that you say, oh my God, I don't care. I've got to do so. I've got to lose this weight. And in that state, you look for the most extreme plan because now you just want to lose the weight. And now you're really upset. You start this extreme plan and you follow it for a couple of days and then you're feeling like shit and you haven't lost any weight yet and you can't keep it up. And you repeat that over and over and over again. You've repeated that probably 10, 20, 50 times in your life, right? <laughs> right. So it's like, and that's what you're waiting for. And so not only does that not work, but now in your head, you think you have to beat yourself up because the only motivation you've ever felt that's worked short of maybe if you got married one time, you're going to do a photo shoot. Maybe there was occasionally like some positive, you know, something you were looking forward to, you want to look good for. But 95% of the time it's this pain-based thing where you get so upset and choose the extreme thing. And so that's how you're usually getting motivated. And then you try to recreate that. You don't even know how you got so motivated, but it was pain-based. So you're in your head and you're just beating yourself up 
24 hours a day now trying to motivate yourself through beating yourself up and it's not working you can't even get yourself to the point where you can even start and this is because you're a smart person right so the reason you can't get started on a diet is not because you're lazy or you have no willpower it's because you're smart and your subconscious mind knows at this point if you're in your 40s 50s 60s at this point your brain says uh the diets don't work even when we lose the weight we put it back on and that's even worse than ever never losing it in the first place you know and so now you're at this place where it's like i can't even get started i i know what to do i know what i should do i just can't even get myself started okay and so the first thing is you don't know what to do you don't know how to motivate yourself i know you don't um and you don't know what to do because you're sick of following other people's plans right how is it like how is someone just going to tell you not to eat carbs like like that's such a blanket statement you know what i mean like they don't know you they don't know your lifestyle they don't know your genetics they don't know anything about you and they're just going to give you a plan and you're supposed to follow it like it's such a crazy idea you know it's like you're eating and your weight are the most personal things there are it's like someone saying oh here's how you find a, a relationship <laughs> what <laughs> you don't know who i want you, don't, you have no idea what i want and so this idea but this is how desperate people get when it comes to the weight and the other piece and you've got to recognize this and this is why the hypnosis is really important that when you're thinking about weight at this point this is cool stuff. I think this is fascinating stuff. So you've got two key nervous systems, right? You've got a, a sympathetic nervous system, which is your fight, flight, or freeze response, and you have your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest and digest one. And so when your fight or flight or freeze mode is activated, the blood goes from your brain out to your muscles so you can fight, fight, or freeze, okay? When you're calm and relaxed or your parasympathetic nervous system is activated, the blood goes back up to your brain. Now, the most energy intensive part of your brain is your prefrontal cortex, the part of you that makes you a human, where it's where all your logic, your creativity is, your ability to find solutions to situations. At this point, you've been struggling with your weight for so long that every time you, you literally have like diet trauma. So that it's all the emotion that's attached to the weight and the dieting and the trying to do it. And so every time you think about weight loss, now you're activating your sympathetic nervous system and you go into your very reactive, reflexive, reactionary mode. And you're not thinking as clearly as you can. You're thinking very emotionally. This is why you keep repeating the exact same process. Think about this. You're way too smart to keep getting stuck in this and keep doing the same thing. But if you take a step back and look at your weight loss, is that not true? Is it not true that you have done the exact freaking same thing for decades now? And there's no, there's no option of what else to do. A big part of that is because every time you think about your weight, it's from this sympathetic nervous system so the hypnosis one of the core things it does i i didn't have the words to describe this I, i've been doing this for 20 years professionally and i started with the hypnosis office and the first thing i recognized instantly was that i was relaxing people so whether the hypnosis worked or not what i recognized instantly is that this was the most relaxing experience most people have had in their entire lives more relaxing even than massages Okay, because their mind was completely relaxing. And I recognized that when they relaxed and thought about whatever it was we were working on, but a lot of times it was weight, all of a sudden they had new ideas, new realizations. And now I understand it's because they were using their full brain, because they were thinking about things from a calm, relaxed perspective when you're connected to who you truly are. Because I know all my clients are smart. Most of them are very successful professional people and then they're struggling in this area of their lives. So they get so frustrated. How? How can I be successful over here? Willpower over here, smart, you know, intelligent, strategic over here. And then over here, I'm just spinning my wheels. Like, what the hell's going on? 
this is why it's because you are literally going into a traumatic state every time you think about weight loss now and you're just you're just spinning your wheels it's very frazzled thinking you know so as soon as you calm down and let's do this right let's just take a second instead of just assuming i just want to lose the weight i just want to lose the weight right but because subconsciously when you just keep thinking about losing the weight you're referencing your overweight self Okay, so that's why saying I want to return to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot, it's it's not just semantics. It's literally how your subconscious mind envisions it. And there's a big difference between you thinking of yourself overweight as the person you don't like who's struggling and you don't want to be that as opposed to giving yourself a more clear direction of who do you want to be? And so one of my the videos that are always the most popular that I put out there are part, they're really part of my my program. So I have a program called Program Yourself Thin. The very first thing I teach people is the Program Yourself Thin technique, which is really the redo technique and the rehearsal technique. And we do them every night. It takes about a minute. But the rehearsal technique is simply what I do in all the most popular videos I have. It's you imagining yourself tomorrow at your goal weight. Now, the reason this works is because we always pre-program ourselves. We run our lives on autopilot. You're not consciously there making logical decisions all day long. You got to recognize that. Again, you have to understand your mind, conscious, subconscious mind dynamic. It explains everything. And all of a sudden you'll have understanding where you have none right now. You just have frustration. But if you take a second, if you closed your eyes, it'd be more powerful. But if you took a moment and just imagined, because imagination is the language of the subconscious mind. So if you took a moment and imagined it was tomorrow morning, so I know your body can't transform in one night. That's not the point of this. The point is that tomorrow, you already have a program ready to go for tomorrow. You know how tomorrow's gonna go. Now tomorrow might be a little odd because it's Valentine's Day, so it might be a little bit different, but you know how tomorrow's gonna go. And so if you imagine tomorrow morning waking up, which you know how you're gonna do it, before you even open your eyes, your body has transformed it to your goal weight. You wake up at your goal weight, at your natural weight, and you move through the day. So you imagine getting out of bed, hopping out of bed, getting dressed in the exact clothes that you would wear in that body. And then imagine yourself moving through your morning routine in that body as that version of you. Because all of a sudden you can notice what it feels like, how you interface with your environment without having to think about losing weight, with knowing that you'd done it, that you were at your goal weight and you had a strategy and a plan for maintaining it, that it felt so good. I want you to connect to that. How would it feel to move in that body? How do your knees feel, your hips feel? How does your stamina feel? Your mobility, your strength, your flexibility, okay? Imagine yourself moving through the day. How do you speak with people? Do you have more energy, right? Does it feel better to be this version of you? Not just because of how you look, right? How it feels, how it feels to be this person. The more you connect to this, the stronger it becomes. Imagine yourself moving through that day, how you speak with people, how you work, how much more focused you are, how much more energy you have, how much better you feel just doing your normal things you're gonna do. And then imagine yourself going back to bed in that body, going to sleep knowing that you're gonna wake up again the next day in that body, right? So it feels good and it's just, it's fun. You, with your weight loss, it's like someone's cracking a whip on you constantly. It sucks, it's miserable. And you have, you hold out some future idea like what? In some months I'm just gonna lose the weight and everything's gonna be wonderful all of a sudden? At what point does that change? Because I haven't seen it. And I've been talking to hundreds of people that have lost weight and then put it back on. What happened? I didn't feel like myself. It was too hard. I was miserable. I hated it. What? You hated being thin? Yeah, I see it, I see it all the time, right? So the weight doesn't automatically make you happy, you know? Which is okay because you can start feeling happy now. 
because the extra weight doesn't make you unhappy either. You can start to feel the way that you want when you know how to influence your brain. So anyways, <laughs> so it says fight with myself is so exhausting. Yeah, of course it is, right? Beautifully described. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed that. All right. Um, let me see. Let me see. Um, but how to stop when you become when you become so small? What mentally small? Do you believe a diet based on genetics is real or is a myth? There are many different opinions. Um, I I don't think. I mean, I, I think the genetic differences of diets. Uh, I don't I don't really buy into that. Okay. I, I do think there's some realities. Okay. So I have genetic high cholesterol. Okay. So I think that's a real thing. So I adjust my diet based on that fact. Okay. And so I do think we're moving into a new phase of medicine where the genetics are going to become a much more important component to it. And so I do think that it's helpful, but at the end of the day, the core genetics we all share is that we've evolved over millions of years eating natural foods with lots of fiber in them. That's, that's the simplest thing you need to know. Okay. And then, so once that's the genetics, all, all you need to know. Now, some people genetically are able to, um, digest milk and lactose. Okay. And some people aren't. So there's things on that level too, but the core genetically, the most important thing is that we, we evolved eating, um, fiber rich foods, right. More than anything else. And obviously we could drill down to all these things, but that's the big thing. Then it gets down to preferences and lifestyle. I think those things are way more important. What do you want to do? How do you want to eat? How do you want to live? You know, and you start developing a plan built around that. Like my eating plan is 100% customized around me. And so it's like, I don't really share it much because it's not for you. It's not for you. You don't like what I like. You don't live my lifestyle. So who cares? Now there's some fundamentals that would probably be valuable for you, but the, the actual specifics of what I'm doing, who gives a shit? That's my plan, you know? But that's the attitude you want to have is that this is your plan. This is your body, your happiness, your life. So you got to take control of it. You can't just expect someone to give you, a, someone who's never met you, doesn't know anything about you, is going to give you some eating plan. Like it's, it's a weird, right? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm convinced I can't control my weight ever again because I messed up my body so bad. No way. Not not true. I, I, I really don't believe that. Now, I definitely think it could be harder, um, you know, because what we're talking about now is is hormonal signaling and stuff. And it bothers me. I was just thinking this yesterday because the worst hypnosis program that makes you overweight is usually comes from people that we think are helping us out. So the diets are number one in terms of really screwing up your thinking and screwing up your ability to manage your weight. Um, but after that is things like the biggest loser, you know what I mean? Cause it really reinforces this rapid weight loss thing. And then I think you got the other back end too, because then they test all these biggest loser people and they find out that their leptin and ghrelin levels are all screwed up. Those are hormones that signal fullness and satiety and hunger. And, um, you know, but, but I don't, so now, now people say, oh, well, no matter what I do, that's going to be impossible to keep the weight off, you know, but that was a completely unnatural way to lose the weight in the first place. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. So I don't believe ever that you can screw up your body enough so that you can't control your weight. You know, I definitely think there's challenges for people. I think if you're obese, you know, for example, your leptin, you become like leptin resistant. Leptin is the one that lets you know when you eat that the hormones release say, okay, you've had enough. You're, you're satisfied. And so with people that are obese, they become resistant to it, just like insulin resistance. And so there's a question of how much of that is you know, reversible and how much of that's like getting pickled. You know what I mean? Like if you pickle a cucumber, you can never turn it back into a cucumber. So there are these factors. There's no question about it. However, um, when the motivation is strong enough and the strategy is smart enough, you can get, you can get much more control. And I want to make this clear. I believe that weight mastery revolves around two things, action and acceptance. Okay. Because we live in a society where we constantly have perfect, you know, burned into our brains. And so, 
pretty much all of us at some point are going to have to have some acceptance and peace of who we are. You know, I'm not going to look like Brad Pitt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just got to accept that at some point, you know? And part of it is that I don't want to. And part of it is that I'm just, I don't have those genetics or that lifestyle or whatever. Okay. So I think there is a level of acceptance with mastering your weight that sometimes you might have to let go of some fantasy you've been holding on in your mind. Sometimes that can be the, the worst curse we hold on to. And I think in this day and age where we're constantly have, you know, perfection, you know, thrown in our faces, that's something we want to recognize, you know? And I'll give you an example. For many years, I was like, oh, I want to have six pack. I want to have six pack abs. And I never did it. And I never got it. And then finally I realized, I was like, why don't I? I'm like, I can master my, I master so much of my life, my weight and everything else. Why not the six pack? And then I thought to myself, I'm like, because I don't give a shit. I'm a married guy. My shirt's off five hours a year, you know, at the beach. I don't give a shit. It's not worth it to me to put all that extra energy and to have a six pack for what? For what? You know, it's a cool, again, back to wanting and wishing. I wish I had a six pack, 10 out of 10. Sure. I wish I woke up tomorrow with a six pack. Yep. But how much work do I want to put into it? Mm, two out of 10. I don't really give a shit. I don't care. You know, and that's how a lot of people are. Um, they don't really, you know, like, I want to look like blah, blah, blah. I want to look like so-and-so. I, I want to look like that. Well, you know, you, you, you're not probably, you probably don't really want to. And so it's nice to just accept that. It was nice that I don't care about a six pack. That was a very freeing moment for me. I don't care. You know, it would be cool and I don't care. And, and it's like, oh, nice. Let, let that go. You know, so I think a lot of people do have their weight, which gets into the idea of like, how do you decide your goal weight? Right. And again, if you really think about how you've decided your goal weight, it's probably some kind of arbitrary number that doesn't have a whole lot of meaning to you. I bet, you know, um, happy to be alive. It's not genetic. Only the brown fat. Yep. Can be small. genetic. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, my word's different for me because of my history and everyone keeps saying set point weight stuff. Listen, I'll tell you the biggest weight set point. The thing that's controlling your weight set point more than anything else, I believe, is psychological and it's specifically your self-image. Okay? So in my program, in my program's my, my program's for real. You know what I mean? My, my, I always say like I got the number one weight mastery program in the world. Now again, I think probably got the only weight mastery program in the world but my program the core of it in the middle is uh the, the 60 page workbook where it's these weight mastery blueprints it's a mindset blueprint lifestyle blueprint eating blueprint now i, I call these kind of pillars usually but i think of them as a pyramid the mindset's the, the core foundational piece lifestyle's next and then the eating's on top of it but the mindset piece the way we go through it the very first thing is motivation i take people through a motivation matrix um, level one is how to use pain and pleasure strategically, intentionally. And then it's the level two is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. It's the literal science of motivation. There's a science of motivation out there. Yeah, you might want to learn it, right? If you're struggling with motivation, you might want to learn the science of motivation, right? It, it would probably do you well. So anyways, we go through filling those out. But then as soon as you're motivated and you say, okay, I'm ready to do this, I'm ready to do the work, the work starts in my program with your self-image, which is the mental representation you have of yourself which just like you're saying, Kat, um, is that you have kind of a, a, a limited self-image of yourself. You got all these limiting beliefs that oh, I've screwed myself up too much. I'll never be able to control my weight. Um, you know what I mean? Like you're saying all this stuff, which is literal hypnosis. You're influencing yourself through that internal dialogue and those beliefs. And that's controlling your weight more than anything else. I, I say the story, like I played guitar for 30 years now, but I really started off thinking I sucked. My mom, God bless her, but she used to always say, you don't have a musical bone in your body. She always said to all of us. And so I started playing guitar in spite of myself. And I was okay. You know, I look back at videos, I'm like, oh, I was pretty good. But I had this belief that I wasn't good. I didn't have a musical bone in my body. 
all of a sudden I read this book called Peak maybe six, seven years ago. And in that book, he talked about violin players at a music school and violin's very structured. They have first chair, second chair, third chair players. And they did a study and found out how much they practiced. And without exception, the first chairs study or practice the most second chairs practice in the middle third chairs practice the least and that was a real turning point for me because i said oh my god i'm not good at guitar because i haven't been practicing like i could be good do you see what i mean so the belief caused me to behave in a way where i didn't practice much and because i didn't practice enough i was my, my practice was representing my playing but it wasn't because i didn't have a musical button on my body it's because i didn't practice as much as i could have you see? And so the last six years, I've had a way, I've gotten way better at guitar because now I understand and believe that it's, it comes down to how much I practice. So, you know what I mean? Like the beliefs we have are impacting you in so many ways, literally into the reality you can get into. I'm, I'm not going to talk about the reticular activation system right now, but it literally controls the reality you live in. So, Kat, yes, your self image. Um, if you don't get my program, go read Psycho Cybernetics and that'll kind of at least point you in the right direction with the self image piece. All right. Um, I don't know what brown fat is. Yeah, look it up. Okay, it's it's uh it's interesting. Are you a nutritionist? Oh, she's asking them. I'm not a nutritionist. Can someone read what I said? Cause I'm cause like I'm scared. Can you read this stuff? I said you might have to scroll up a lot. Um, happy to be alive and studying biochemistry. Yeah, scientific nutritionist for six years. Yeah, and it's helpful noticing all that stuff, by the way. But, you know, even, I always feel like, I feel like I feel like a, a weird void in the weight loss world. Um, and again, I think nutritionists and dietitians have their place. Doctors have their place. But no one ever is filling in the piece of saying, how do you get yourself to do what you know you should, right? Because if you were a robot and you just typed in what you were going to eat all day and then you just did it because you were a robot, you wouldn't have much trouble f losing weight. The problem is you know what to do and then when it comes time to do it, some part of you kind of compels you to do the wrong thing. And you're in this never-ending battle against yourself, you know? But the big problem is you don't even have any words to describe it. You're just like, oh, I have no willpower. I don't know what's wrong with me. And you're obsessed with trying to figure out what's wrong with you, you know? But I'll tell you what's wrong with you. You don't know, you don't even understand how your mind works. You know, you literally have these two parts of your mind, your conscious, subconscious mind. They have different roles. I use the example, like a, your mind's like a cruise ship. The conscious mind's like the captain. The subconscious mind's like the crew. You need both of them working together for everything to run smooth. The captain can't say, get out of your crew. I'm going to run everything myself. That's what you do when you're doing a diet. You're trying to micromanage every little food decision you make, and your brain's not designed for that. And so it get, you get overwhelmed and you can't keep it up, okay? And so in that situation with the captain and the crew, how it has to work is the captain has to learn how to communicate with the crew and work with them and train them to get them to do what they're supposed to be doing. But you need the captain kind of leading the guidance and the leadership and managing, and you need the crew to perform the work. That's how your mind works. And you're not approaching it that way at all. You're just thinking you have to just force yourself to start acting a new way. It's never going to work. Your brain's not designed that way. All right. Um, yep. So something that might what to think when I feel like binge eating. Um, Okay, when I, when when you feel like binge eating, I'm not a I'm not an eating disorder person. Okay, so I don't work a lot with binge eating. I want to make that clear. Um, what I will say is what I have noticed is a lot of time what precedes a binge eating situation is that someone's starving. You know, so I'll just keep it real simple. And if yours is more complicated than that, then don't listen to me. I'm not that. That's not my specialty. But I will say a mild form of binge eating. People using it kind of more casually as opposed to the eating disorder version. It's usually because you're trying to cut so many calories and you're really hungry. And a lot of people have this belief, again, dieting mindset, that I need to be really hungry in order to lose weight. For me to get the results I want, I need to fight with my hunger. And that's a total bullshit. 
It's total bullshit. If I was hungry all day, I would not be able to control my weight. The secret to controlling your weight is to reduce calories while feeling satisfied. And if you want to look that up, just look up calorie density, volumetrics. It's simple and obvious. You're not going to like the, the punchline is you eat more vegetables <laughs> and fruit because they take up a lot of space and don't have a lot of calories in them. So a lot of, you don't even know this, I bet, but you're, a lot of your feeling satisfied, like not hungry is based on the volume of the food, not the calories of it. Okay. So when you eat a big salad, that's this big, and this has 200 calories in it, and you eat a cookie that's this big and has 200 calories in it, the salad's going to make you feel much fuller for a lot longer. Okay. It takes a lot more space in your stomach. Your stomach has stretch receptors that impacts your hunger. And then the fiber goes into your intestines and it sticks in your intestines longer. You don't digest the fiber, but it makes your intestines feel fuller. There's a thing called the ileal break and it makes you feel more satisfied longer. Okay. So again, it's about being strategic. I'm just doing, I got a video about to drop and it basically says, um, you don't have a willpower problem. You have a strategy problem, which is to say you've got zero strategy for how to master your weight. You've got a bunch of tactics you're trying to force yourself to do. And it's bullshit. It doesn't work. You know this, but you don't have an alternative. So that's what I'm trying to put out here um, is that when you start becoming strategic with your eating, when you start using strategy, you can't like for me, I'm never hungry. Okay, I'm not hungry. I manage my hunger from pretty much the time I get up till the time I go to bed. I'm satisfied and good. Now I've got strategic ways of eating to do that, but I'm not hungry, okay? I still eat pleasurable foods. I had like three donuts this weekend. I ate like four cookies yesterday, right? Now that's more than normal, okay? But I have a strategy, so I have clean parts of my week and I have pleasure eating parts of my week. I'm back into my clean eating part, okay? Um, but tomorrow will be a little tra crazy because tomorrow's Valentine's Day, so I'll probably eat more chocolate than I normally would on a Tuesday. But again, I have a, a system that is, and this gets back to how to get back on track quickly, is to create a system that makes sense for your life. And you start have to start extending your time frame because you already know what's going to work for you and what's not, okay? Because you already know when you start a diet that you're not gonna be able to stick with it. And this is why you're starting off already with a sense of failure, you know? And that's why you can't even get yourself started now. It's a vicious cycle, okay? But you got to change up the way you're doing it. The way I'd suggest you change it up is go click on my bio um, or go in my description. I'll give you a free hypnosis session. It's custom hypnosis session where it's free. Go click on it, put your info in and go listen to it. And then it takes a few minutes to get it. I put a training up there as well. It's a half hour training, three steps to master your weight. Okay, get strategic, start understanding what's going on in your head, start working with your body and with your mind as opposed to trying to fight it which is what you've been doing, okay? Um, there's a better way. So binge eating, yeah, I don't know. Again, I don't too much about your details, but um, probably, yeah, I, I would, two things for binge eating. I would eat more food so I'm not starving. Eat more food, not more calories, okay? Study calorie density, and then look into emotional eating, okay? Um, love your videos. Oh, thank you, I appreciate that. That's why I put them up there. I don't think I can control it now. Hi, I need to lose weight fast. Well, if you need to lose weight fast, this is not the place for you because if you lose weight fast, you're probably going to gain it fast. Um, hate to be that guy, but I don't got time for bullshit today. <laughs> I love your videos. They motivate me a lot. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad. That's what they're there for. If you have gut issues such as colon issues, does it make things more complicated to lose weight? Um, yeah, I think so. So there's a thing called your microbiome, right? If you don't know about this, you please look this up because this is some of the most interesting stuff in weight loss science, Okay. So they've known that you have a bunch of microbes in your gut, right? Imagine this, most of the cells in your body are non-human, 
Okay, so you're primarily the, this microbe colony. They call it the microbiome. And so most of them in your gut. So it's technically not you digesting your food. It's this microbiome that's digesting it for you and helping you absorb these, these uh, calories and nutrients. And so for a long time, they knew these microbes were here, but they didn't, they just thought there were microbes. And so all of a sudden they start genetic testing and they realize, oh, there's, there's different communities of microbiome. And so if you're a vegetarian, you'll have a certain type of microbiome. If you're a meat eater, you'll have a different kind. If you eat a lot of sugar and processed food, you'll have a different kind, okay? And so they've done a lot of studies with mice. This is a new, new field, like 10 years, it's, it's all new stuff. But what's crazy is with mice anyways, and it doesn't mean this is how humans are, <clears throat> but with mice, they've had obese mice and they've uh, transplanted a thin mice's microbiome into the overweight mice and feeding the overweight mice the same calories, they start losing weight because the microbiome is influencing how many calories are actually absorbed, all right? So I do believe that your gut health is important, I do. Um, and I, I don't wanna go into too much detail with that, but I wanna take a step back and just make it simple that if you start thinking about your body more holistically, again, this is another trick of the diet is they get you to focus only on the weight, which isn't even inspiring to you. Your body and mind only wanna lose weight. Do you understand that? You've been evolving over millions of years in a food scarce environment. So everything in your brain and body wants you to eat everything you can anytime you get a chance. So the idea of trying to motivate yourself to lose weight, it's not even motivating to you because your body and brain don't want to. This is why eating, a, why does eating a cookie feel so much better than eating a carrot? If you don't know the answer, you should know it because if you don't know that, you can't be strategic with your weight mastery. And so the reason the cookie tastes better is because when you eat a cookie, it's got more calories in it. When you eat something that has a lot of calories in it, your brain knows this and it releases dopamine. And dopamine is what feels good. The good feeling you get from a cookie, the boring feeling you get from a carrot, the difference between them is the amount of dopamine that's released. Okay? So feeling good is literally dopamine and it drives your behavior. And... um it's not even about taste, by the way. You associate the taste with the calories and so your brain releases the dopamine, but they've tested this with mice where they put tubes right in their stomach, put high calorie foods in there, and just putting in their stomach, their brain starts releasing dopamine. So that's what's going on. So um, when you start understanding your body in a holistic sense, uh, you start to be able to make much more strategic decisions. Uh, but yeah, understanding the microbiome, understanding glucose levels, insulin, um, stuff going to your liver and how your body processes all these things, I think understanding that helps you to make better food choices. All right. Um, but yeah, I think if you have, if you have an unhealthy gut, I do think that it's going to make it harder. I do. Because it's not even just how it absorbs the food, but they're calling the, the microbiome like the second genome, meaning that it's influencing your behavior. So if you've got, if you're eating lots of processed and sugar rich foods, you've got a microbiome that exists on those foods and it's influencing you to eat more of that food. Isn't that crazy? You know? So again, it's, there's a lot going on here. I always say people approach their weight loss. They think of it like a bank account, credits, debits, calories in, calories out. It's like way more like the stock market, not to freak you out, but it's like, it's, it's a more complex undertaking. And I think you know this intuitively. I think you do, right? But there's so much more about weight loss than just like, oh, here's the plan. This is gonna cut calories. Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, what about, how do I handle my emotions? How do, so my program, the mindset piece, right? Because you, do you think you have to, it might change your mindset if you wanna lose weight and keep it off for good? Do you think you might have to work on your mindset a bit? 
I hope so. <laughs> but even if you say that, you probably don't have any definition. Well, what's my mindset? So my program, a mindset piece is six categories. It's the motivation. So you know how to motivate yourself, not just like spontaneously get motivated, but to literally be able to sit here and motivate yourself, like run through a wall motivation level and you can control that. Um, your self-image, how you think about yourself, your habits. Do you understand the neuroscience of habits? Do you have a strategic way to change your habits? Probably not. And so all you're doing is using willpower to fight against them. Do you know that your habits are just neural wiring and that you can't remove wiring, which might explain why you've changed habits for six months. And then the second you get off track, they come right back like they never left because they never left. So again, what we want to do is we want to make new wiring over that. Okay. Cause you can't get rid of the old wiring. So it helps to know that <laughs> the next step is emotions, how to feel the emotions you want, how to deal with the emotions you don't want to feel without using food. Because right now, food's probably your number one way to feel the emotions you want and to deal with the emotions you don't want. Next step is thinking. Do you know how to think like a thin person? Probably not. So what is thinking? Well, it's your internal dialogue. It is solution versus problem-oriented mindsets. It's growth versus fixed mindsets. It's transformation, transformational grammar. <laughs> There's just, literally, like, we break it down into categories. And then the final piece is maintenance. Do you know how to maintain? Not when you reach your goal weight. Do you know how to maintain from day one to day two, week one to week two? Do you know? Do you know how to deal when times of stress come? Do you know how to live in the gray area? <laughs> Probably not. And so when you learn this stuff, again, it's I'm not saying it's easy necessarily, but it's a plan that illuminates a whole bunch of stuff you've been struggling with and you have no awareness of it. You just know the final result is I can't stick with anything. That's it. You have no granular understanding of what is going on on the deeper levels here that's controlling your weight. And so how would you lose your weight? You know, it's like, it's like if I sat you in front of a piano and I just said, okay, learn the piano. Uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, just hit the right keys, hit them in the right order. Just come on, man. You know what I mean? Like you're not learning that on your own. <laughs> it's no way. You need to understand the deeper understandings of it. And then once you learn that, it's like, oh, okay. Now I get it. Oh, let me work on this. Oh, I don't feel motivated. Okay, let me look. You know, it's like, it's like having an understanding of how to influence it. You think that might make a difference, <laughs> right? So I said, I used to be extremely underweight and now I have like an ingrained fear to lose weight again. Oh, okay. But again, you know, this is, I, I, I'm not gonna say this totally fixes it, but this does get to the point of where you think about just losing weight as opposed to, I want to live at my goal weight. You know, I get a lot of this um, because like if I did a video right now, it's like, uh, how thin do you want to be? Now, again, when I say thin, it's how thin and healthy do you want to be? So, but I do, people with eating disorders find this and I start Oh, I just want to be as thin as possible. I, I want to be dead. I want to be in the hospital. I want to be so thin. And it's like, again, I'm not speaking to that mindset. It's not my specialty. However, it does reveal that a lot of people, their goal weight doesn't have much meaning. It's just some arbitrary number, you know? And so someone who's struggling with eating disorders, what just wants to be as thin as possible. But why? There's not a lot of meaning and context to that. Well, that's my disorder. Okay. But what we're talking about here is what do you want to weigh and why? And so hopefully there's a, self-image component to it. Who do you want to be? What kind of energy levels do you want? How do you want to feel about yourself? How do you want to live your life? You know what I mean? Like we want to give it more context and meaning, you know? And so right now, yeah, I mean, you're worried about losing weight because it's probably just, I just want to be thin. I just want to be thin. The weight is a means to an end. The weight doesn't make you happy by itself. It's how you do it. It's, it's the, the process, the path you walk, okay? And so to me, it's like you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. You know, let this become a process, become the best version of you. And then that way, the weight's not the main thing. The weight should never be the main thing. 
in my opinion, you know, the main thing should be, who do you want to be? What were you put on this earth to do? Who were you meant to be in this life? And this becomes a process of being that version of you. And so there's way more meaning and motivation when you approach it that way. I hope that helps a little bit. Um, someone says, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, yeah, okay. Let me get to a couple more questions. That is blank. I mean, the findings on the mice. Can you extrapolate on that, please? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like that's, again, it, it's early, you know, so, so that happens to mice. Does that happen with humans? And how long does that effect last when you take, it's crazy, right? They do fecal transplants and, um, they take the over the, the underweight mouse's microbiome, put in the overweights. Yeah, same amount of calories they consume less. So it's um it's crazy stuff, but I think it it I like it because even though the science is kind of new, I think it validates a holistic approach to thinking about your weight. So it's not just calories in, calories out. Um, because you can know, oh, I should eat less calories, but how do you get yourself to do it? This is where the lifestyle piece comes in. You know, that's why the eating's the top of the pyramid. I don't see any point of even getting to that until you've taken care of the mindset and the lifestyle piece. Because the lifestyle piece, I use this metaphor, that people try and lose weight. The way people try and lose weight is like, is if you wanted to stop your car, when you stop your car, what do you do? The first thing you do is take your foot off the gas. But the way people try and lose weight with dieting, it's like they keep their foot pinned to the gas pedal and then they just try and push down on the brake really hard. And in this metaphor, your lifestyle is like the gas pedal. Okay, so if you're not sleeping right, if you're dehydrated, if you're stressed out, if you're never eating anything nourishing, if you're not moving your body at all, if your mind's spinning all over the place, if you're completely ungrateful and just feeling like shit about everything, it's going to be real hard to lose weight. Okay, because your whole body and mind are totally gearing you to be unhealthy cravings, to never be full, to always be hungry, to be up and down with your emotions, all, all the rest of it. So again, I think it's important to take a step back and say, how can I create a healthy lifestyle that supports my goal weight? So I put more of my focus on my lifestyle. That's the part that I manage more than almost anything else because when I have that there, it manages my cravings, manages my hunger, um, does all the things that makes it easy to master my weight, okay? But that's the main focus for me, all right? Um, is it humanly possible to lose 10 kilograms in four weeks if you control your mind good enough? Um, no, probably not, you know? I think that's ridiculous. But you know what? I made a video and I'm... Questioning whether I put it up because I don't want TikTok to freak out if I put it up, but I'll, I'll give you a sneak preview of it. And I say it's my, my 10 pounds a week plan. Do you guys want to hear my 10 pounds a week plan? Give me some thumbs up if you want to hear how to lose 10 pounds a week. Let me know. I don't know if I should even tell you. Someone says, absolutely, mindset's everything in key, right? Make new wiring because you can't get rid of the old wiring, right? Yeah, write that one down. It's a big one, right? Okay. Oh, so you want to hear that my 10 pounds a week plan, right? Give me some hearts. Give me some hearts if you want to hear the 10 pounds a week. I'll tell it to you. You want to know my, my best plan for losing 10 pounds a week? You want it, right? We all want fast weight loss. That's scary. Mike, you might be right. All right, here it comes. All right, I'll give you the sneak preview. Okay, you might want to write this down or maybe you'll be able to remember. It's pretty simple, okay? 10 pounds a week is what we're aiming at, all right? And so this is this is tested, all right? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know. All right, here we go. It's three-step plan, right? Lose 10 pounds a week. All right, I don't usually share this. I usually charge a lot of money for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here it goes. Stop eating food. That's step number one. Step number two, don't drink anything. Okay, we want to lose as much water weight as possible. And step number three is to exercise and move and be as active as you possibly can. Again, you got to watch out. You're probably going to feel weak and you might pass out, right? Black out from consciousness. But that's my plan. All right? Is that good? <laughs> I just give it to you, right? Imagine, here I am. Wait, master, I just give him my best plan, right? Yeah, just don't, don't, not just fast and make sure you don't drink either, right? We want to get all the liquid. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, for the step four, purchase life insurance. But the point is this, right? I, I'm I'm joking, but but note it. You just you just want to know. <laughs> oh, please tell me that plan too. Tell me that plan. But I say that to you because you are literally, literally in a state of hypnosis when it comes to your weight. A state of hypnosis. It's not that you're like a um, yeah drive fast. It's a drive fast. There's a name for it, right? It's like oh, why would you do that? What would be the goal to do that? Why would you even want to do that? Because what you know who does this, by the way, is fighters, wrestlers, UFC fighters. They drop weight real quick, right? And so it's like you watch it happen down to the second because they know exactly when they're going to step on the scale and weigh themselves. So everything's geared towards that second of being as light as possible. And that, that is the most... Perfect American way to think about dieting, right? Because I just want to get to the weight. I just want to get to the weight. Well, what's going to happen after it? You, you've got to stop thinking short term. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're so, and it gets not your fault. You've literally been hypnotized. And what is hypnosis? It's the bypassing of the critical faculty. It's appealing to your emotional mind. And you just want to lose the weight and you're not being conscious. You do anything to lose the weight, but then what happens once you lose the weight? Okay, folks, let me ask you this real quick. Please answer this too. How how long do you want to lose the weight for? Right? How long do you want to lose the weight for? Does that even matter to you? You just want to get to that goal weight and then what? And let me ask you this. How long have you been trying to lose weight for? How long have you been struggling with your weight? Please be honest, okay? And this isn't a judgmental thing, but it's to prove a point. But please write down how long have you, how long, yeah, forever. Okay, that sounds like a great plan. <laughs> yeah. Before summer, all right. 25 years, yeah. Working on the way for 25 years. Years, right? Because when I ask this question to people, I'm usually getting 20, 30, 40 years. How? How could you be working on this for so long and have, you're no further along? 15 years, 25 years. Do you have any clue of how to actually motivate yourself? Do you have any plan that you're working consistently? It's not. What happens is you get into spurts. You wing it. And you have these, these bursts, these bursts. These little sprints that end up going nowhere. Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, exactly. Because I tried dieting instead of lifestyle change. You know what I mean? Like that. Thank you. Because the first step is awareness. Yeah, a lot of trauma. I'm sure. I'm sure there are reasons why. But it's about recognizing what the reasons are, taking a step back. Yeah, I lost 25 and then gained 15 back. And how does that make you feel? Are you just glad you lost the 25? Are you focused on how you lost the 25 and you just keep talking about that and thinking about that? Like some guy whose glory days were in high school? No, you just feel like shit now that you gained to 15 back, don't you? The 25 lost has completely disappeared from your mind. And now you're obsessed with how you gained the 15 back and you're terrified you're going to gain the next 10 pounds back. Is that accurate, Pam? And again, I'm not, not being, I don't, I don't want to come off here as aggressive or rude. Um, I say this because we're so trapped in this mindset of thinking short-term results. It is that, yeah, you, get, you lose it and you gain it back, which isn't even a problem, by the way. Okay, folks? If you lose some weight and then you gain some back, it's not a problem if you say, okay, wait, what's going on here? Let me strategize. Let me figure what's going on. But what's happening is as soon as the weight starts coming back, you start to go into panic mode. And again, that panic mode is sympathetic nervous activation where you're very reflexive and scared and you're not thinking clearly and you don't know what to do. And that's kind of where you get stuck at. All right. So my approach, ironically, it's hypnotic based, but it's actually more logical Okay, because there's a conscious subconscious mind. So it's about influencing the subconscious mind, but it's doing it in a very logical way. Okay. Okay, great. So actually, I've been doing well this year. Down seven so far, inspired by thinking. Very good. So at least, and I, again, I'm, I'm not tooting my own horn, but, but let's be honest. I mean, what I'm talking about here is 
pretty rare, right? I mean, there's not very many people talking about this mindset piece, this holistic approach to mastering your weight. And without having these, again, we tend to just think in that diet mindset, right? And that sucks, you know? Um, and if you want to do it that way, that's fine. But most people are stuck there because they don't realize there's an alternative way, you know? Um, yeah, I turn to food for comfort. Exactly. You know, because what's happening emotionally, and again, I could talk about all these in way detail, but I just kind of scan over them. But what's going on with the emotional eating real quick is that subconsciously, you associate the food with feeling some good emotions. It could be, I use food to relax. I work hard all day and I use food as a reward to treat myself. Um, and so whatever, it's whatever emotional connection you have. And so then when you say, oh, I want to lose weight, what you do is you say, I got to stop emotional eating. He's like, get rid of that emotional eating, let's get rid of it. But what you're simultaneously doing is you're getting rid of the positive emotions you were getting from it. So now it's like you worked hard all day, you go sit on the sofa and you're like, oh, no ice cream tonight though. And now all of a sudden it's like, and you're stressed out. The times when you used to relax and kind of reward yourself and calm down, now they're gone and now you're stressed out, right? You do that for a couple of nights and you're ready to kill someone even though you may have lost a pound or two. Do you just see what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to be strategic. How can I feel the emotions I want? How can I feel relaxed, rewarded, and calm without using the food? That's a way easier process than trying to get rid of all the positive emotions that they give you, you know? When eating emotionally, I almost go into a trance. Yeah, all of your eating's in a trance. You're a trance creature, folks. You're not consciously, listen, the most conscious people are probably like Buddhist monks. They, they dedicate their entire lives to being conscious and aware and mindful. And in order to do that, they eliminate everything from their lives. You're not going to be a mindful person. You can be more mindful, but you're not, you're not designed to be a mindful person. You're designed to be a, uh, you're, you're designed to run on autopilot. Let me give you an example. If you've ever gone on a vacation to a foreign country that's what being mindful really is like because you've never been there. You don't know how things work. So every little thing you want to do takes a lot of energy. I want to get a coffee in the morning. I have no idea where to go. I don't even know what they call coffees here. <laughs> uh, I want to get a newspaper. I, I don't know. You know, I don't, you don't know anything to do. And so you have to think of every little thing. And guess what? It's exhausting. That's what a diet feels like. You know what I mean? Like you're not designed to work that way. And you keep trying to it because again, you think that's going to get the fastest results, but it don't work. So we're all in a trance, you know? which is crazy to me because I turn the food for comfort, but then immediately feel guilty. Yeah. Well, let me give you this one, right? So th this will help you. Um, in my program, I think the core thing I'm looking to do with people subconsciously, you through millions of food ads have been conditioned and hypnotized to think about food primarily in the consumption phase. So when you think about, oh, I'm gonna eat ice cream, you're thinking of it in a movie and you're thinking about getting it, looking forward to it, getting it, eating it, that's the movie. Okay, so the secret is to extend that movie to the consequence that exists five minutes after you finish eating it. So subconsciously, my main goal is to orient people from primarily thinking about the consumption to thinking about the consequence that's five minutes after they finish. So when they say, oh, maybe I'll have some ice cream, instead of thinking how delicious they're gonna be, and if I don't eat it, that's gonna suck and feel deprivation, they're saying, it's, it tastes good for sure, but five minutes after I finish, I feel guilty, I'm frustrated, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. And as soon as you start focusing on that, you naturally tend to make healthier choices. Not all the time, but it's a way better strategy. Can you see how that's a better strategy? That's not just relying on your willpower. You do have to use your willpower to remember to think that, but eventually it becomes automatic. And once you think about, yes, I could eat it and it's delicious, but I also five minutes after I get 24 hours of guilt and frustration and I'm struggling with my weight and I feel like shit and I'm angry and I'm pissed and blah, 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 blah. Okay. That's real to you saying I could eat the ice cream now because what you're doing is you're saying I could eat the ice cream now, but I want to lose weight. 
I, I, it might, it might put more, it's not going to let me lose weight in the future sometime. And your brain says, ah, screw it. Let's just eat the ice cream tonight. We'll just start tomorrow. Then we'll lose the weight. It's in the future anyways. Who knows? You know, again, it's a thing called future discounting. It's a cognitive bias. And it means that you discount the future. If I said, I'll give you a hundred bucks now or 200 bucks in two years, most people are going to take the hundred bucks now. Okay. And so it's the same thing with your weight. Again, you probably don't know any of this stuff, so you can't strategize around it. Um, but it's right now you're trying to motivate yourself with something that's not motivating to your brain. The future weight loss, potential weight loss in the future is not motivating to you, especially compared to the delicious certainty of eating that food now. So that weight loss goal is not going to motivate you. But what is real is the five minutes after you finish, there's a real genuine consequence there and you know it. And as you start focusing on that, you tend to make different choices. So I hope that makes sense. Uh, All right, let's see. Let's see. Yep. For many people, trauma treatment helps them to also lose weight without dieting. Yeah, exactly. Again, that's the emotional piece for me. Because I think emotionally is at the very core of the whole weight issue more than anything else. And I think there's a lot of things, <laughs> but I think the emotional piece is the number one. And we've had, I mean, literally, if you, th- if you think about, if you reframe and you think of every food ad you see as a hypnosis session and every food ad, what they're looking to do is to attach positive emotions to their product subconsciously. That's what every single food ad is looking to do. And so we have learned as Americans, at least, to deal with our emotions primarily through food. I mean, from the day you were born, it's the most conditioning any human has ever gotten ever to associate all their emotional management primarily through food. You know, there's other things too, but but that's the big one. And so, yeah, when you have trauma, you're dealing with a lot of that as trauma emotions using food. And so, yeah, again, that's kind of implicit in the whole process that... We all got some traumas at least, and some people have way worse ones than others, but trauma is always something that needs to be addressed. And so, yeah, I think you have to deal with that because it shows up in a lot of different ways. Um, And you need to find other things to give you those feelings. Yeah, you need to find other things to give you those feelings. However, how about this? There's a term I like to use, emotional malnourishment, because I just said, right, we've all been conditioned to use food for our emotional satisfaction and fulfillment, but it doesn't really do it. You know Pavlov's dogs where he rang the bell while he showed him the food, right? The food, when they show a dog a food, the salivation is a natural response, okay? The bell ringing at the same time, that becomes a conditioned response. Eventually, you can just ring the bell and the dog salivates as if it were looking at food, okay? So that's what every food ad has done to you, is that you think eating the cookies is going to make me feel young and happy and free, okay? Now, again, this doesn't make any logical sense, but it doesn't have to. This is for your subconscious mind. And so now what's going on is you say, oh, I'm going to relax with the ice cream, Okay. And while you're eating it, you think it's relaxing when in reality, it's not. It's just like the cigarettes. People think the cigarettes are relaxing them, but in reality, cigarettes are a stimulant. You know, um, it's the deep breathing. It's other stuff probably is relaxing. Anyway, so we, we eat the ice cream. We think we're relaxing, but what we got to do is we got to extend that movie full cost accounting. Are you actually, is that ice cream, ice cream actually relaxing you? Okay. Because as you said, if all of a sudden you finish it off, why did I do that again? Shit, I'm never going to be able to get this. Because it, right, it turns out ice cream is the greatest thing in the world. Then you finish it and you either go into denial and not think about it or you beat the shit out of yourself. Oh my God, I'm never going to lose the weight. This ice cream screw, I can't do this. What's wrong with me? Right, and you start all that. Is that pleasurable? No. <laughs> and then you go to sleep and you're not sleeping well because you're trying to digest all this sugar and this cream and all this other stuff. So you don't sleep well. You wake up tired. You're upset at what you did. Right? So we look at the full picture. Is that pleasurable? No. But what's happening is you're just looking at the moment of eating. I'm going to say this. Don't get upset. But it's like a drug addiction. I think of addiction, the, the term I like to use is when we do something that's harmful for us, but we think it's pleasurable. 
right? We're caught up on the pleasurable part, even though it's ultimately really bad for us. It's making us unhappy. And this is what's going on with the food. You think the ice cream's relaxing you, but in reality, it's making you more stressed out. If you look at the big picture, that 10 minutes of relaxation does not account for the 20 hours of stress and frustration and anger you feel. But that's not how you think about it because you're in a trance. <laughs> so you're already hypnotized. There's no way of getting around it. You're not going to not hypnotize yourself. You're a hypnotic being. Okay. So the only chance you have, in my opinion, of really mastering your weight is to learn how to program your subconscious mind, which is why in my program, the very first thing you learn is the program yourself then technique. It's a one to two minute technique you do at night to program your subconscious mind. It's a self-hypnotic programming technique. You're already doing it. So I'm not teaching you how to hypnotize yourself. I'm teaching you how to do it in a beneficial way because you don't even realize you're doing it to yourself. You're doing it to yourself all the time. You don't realize how, but that is the primary thing that's controlling your weight. You could put my brain in anyone's body. We're losing weight, okay? Because I've got a mindset, I've got strategies, and I've got beliefs that are going to make it happen, regardless of what the situation is, okay? And I've built a career on helping postmenopausal and menopausal women lose weight. So if that's you, don't get all upset with you. Because I get that all the time with my videos. Easy for you to say you're a man. It is easier for men to lose weight, typically. So I'm not, dis I'm not discounting that. But it is not impossible for menopausal women to lose weight. What happens is you probably have to focus more on your lifestyle piece. I don't mean to get on menopausal women, but but you, you get my point. You can see what I'm saying. Um, well, absolutely. Now I want ice cream. <laughs> sure. So I try to eat night and day and then eat a lot at night. My calories aren't too low. So I try to eat right all day and then eat a lot at night. Okay, so you're trying to put more weight on, right? I'm assuming. Um, it's the same thing in a lot of ways. And again, I have not worked with the eating disorder, so I'm not going to say it's the same thing in that way. But ultimately... It's similar in the sense of what is the goal weight? Because I think, how about this? And because I'm only saying this because I know, um, I, I know the video. I, I got a video right now. That it's it's kind of getting a lot of traction, and I know it's the type of video that that eating disorder people are going to see and, and respond to. And so, if any of you are are here, where I do think there's a, a meeting of people that want to lose weight and people that are dangerously low weight and suffer with that situation is that I think people have a tendency to put the goal weight in a vacuum and they just pick a number. And, and people that want to lose weight do this where they're like, oh, I just want to weigh what I weighed when I was 18. Oh, I weigh what I weigh when I was married. And they just pick an arbitrary number, sort of. Well, why? And I think people with eating disorders to some degree, and I'll get this, it's not my specialty, but it's just a, a thought I have, that they pick this low number and they think, what, everything's going to be, everything's going to like you, everything's going to find you attractive. I, I don't know. But there's some idea that this weight is going to make everything great. And the weight in and of itself doesn't mean shit. It just doesn't, okay? It's how you're achieving that weight. So you can't just pick a goal weight. So for people that want to lose weight, you can't just pick a number that's the lowest number that you think you should be. You've got to take into account that you have to live a lifestyle in order to achieve that weight. You've got to take that into account because, you know, oh, pick whatever weight you want and how are you going to do it? You got to eat carrots and drink water all day. Well, I don't want to do that. It's a shitty quality of life. So you've got to crank that. I don't want to live that way. And you've got to crank up your goal weight. You need to make your goal weight truly congruent. And those of you with eating disorders, you need to do the same thing. Don't tell me you just want to weigh the lowest. Don't tell me you want to be in the hospital because I know that creates stress in you, stress with your relationships. It doesn't give you the pleasure and the happiness that you thought being that weight was going to do. I know it doesn't. You know, So again, it's about what weight will make me the healthiest, the happiest, and give me the best quality of life. We need to give that goal weight concept more meaning. It can't just be this number. Oh, well, that's what, that's what she weighs. That's what I should weigh. 
You know what I mean? Like that's just completely disassociating from our bodies in the whole process. Okay. There's more going on here. Again, personal development. Who do you want to be? What is the best version of you? And that's how you're going to get to a better spot. All right. Focus on body fat more than body weight. Yeah, sure. Sure. And I think that's true again, but it's up to you. So if you're a person, I get people all the time and say, well, I don't care about my weight is I just want to be healthy. Great. Great. <laughs> I, my definition of thin is your goal weight. And your goal weight is the weight that makes you the healthiest, happiest, and gives you the best quality of life. That's up for you to decide. How could I sit here and tell, oh, you should weigh this? BMI chart says you should weigh this. Well, maybe you don't want to weigh the BMI chart thing. Fine. <laughs> it's like, I used to be a binge drinker. And so I didn't identify as an alcoholic. I didn't want to stop drinking. I wanted to manage my alcohol. And so I knew in my head, I don't want to stop drinking. I knew that. And so I didn't. I had to have the courage. <laughs> Sounds weird to say. I know the courage. To say, I don't want to stop drinking. I want to manage my alcohol better. And that's where I'm at. Now. I never get drunk. Okay. That's what, that's what felt congruent. That's my decision. You can decide whatever weight you want, but you got to decide the weight that resonates with you and has meaning to you. You know what I mean? Like that's going to kick you off on your process in a much more effective way than just saying, oh, doctor said I should weigh this. BMI tried to weigh this. Oh, this actress weighs this. You know what I mean? It doesn't have the meaning. That's my thought. But so yeah, if you want to focus on body fat more than body weight, great. Great. That's your choice. <laughs> it's your choice. You get to decide whatever you want. That's what I think, you know? That's why we say, my main rule in my program, I say this a million times, is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. You get to choose whatever you want to do. This is your life, your body, and you're going to choose what you want to do anyways. <laughs> you know, so you might, you might as well broadcast that and put that out front. You're going to do what you want to do. So get crystal clear on what you want to do and why. Bring some depth to it, some understanding, some congruence to it. All right. That's what's going to make the difference for you. I think the biggest difference. All right. Um, bump, bump. maybe you're eating too low on cows and low tune. How can I stop binge eating in the evening? I eat okay during the day, but go crazy after eight. That's everyone's biggest challenge. Typically, that was my biggest challenge. Um, what I will say to you real quick is that I would suggest starting to think holistically. I get a lot of people that say, uh, everything's going great with my eating until I get to the afternoon and the night. And I said, well, what are you eating breakfast and lunch? Nothing. Well, I said, well, that's going great. So how do you want to eat in the, in the afternoon and the evening? I don't want to eat anything. You know what I mean? And so again, you know, when I was just talking about my extreme, my 10 pounds a week plan, um, it's the same thing. So, uh, you know, notice that the best way I think to stop eating at night is to probably eat some more nourishment before that. Okay. That's what I do. When I want to stop eating, one of the things I did, um, I did a bunch of things, but one thing is I ate a little bit more dinner. And so I didn't, it wasn't um, a complete cutting of calories what I ate at night. It was a trading off. I ate more at dinner to satisfy me. I got used to not eating at night. I hope that helps out. But thinking holistically can be really helpful. Sam, are we willing to talk about this? Oh, about the binge eating? Oh, wait. I think I wanted to see that. I, I think um, if you're talking about the binge eating at night, is that what you guys want me to talk about? Identity, the reason, anxiety, low calories during the day. I'm a very picky eater, but I still try to eat better. Any tips? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I think, again, understanding nutrition on the most basic of levels is, I, th I really think like like natural, unprocessed foods. You know, if you can gear yourself in that direction, fruits, vegetables, greens, you know, nuts, grains that are just a couple steps removed, um, the more natural you can get, I feel like you can't go wrong. You know, I'm not a nutrition expert in any sense of the way, but I've got like the core concepts down, you know, pretty well. And so the big one I look for is fiber. You know, literally everything we ate throughout history was encased in fiber, you know, and now what the 
really the last 50 years, 70 years, what's happened, the biggest shift in our foods ever in history, bigger than moving from hunter-gatherer to farming, the biggest shift was the processing of foods. And the biggest thing we do with processing of foods is we strip the fiber out because fiber doesn't process well. And so now we're consuming calories that have no fiber. And so what that means is that the without fiber, the calories are absorbed very quickly, right? There's nothing to slow down the absorption and we absorb a lot more of the calories, right? So when you eat vegetables and you eat fiber rich foods, the calories are binded to the fiber. And so it's a slower absorption. And a lot of those calories are binded to the fiber and just pass right through without ever being absorbed, right? And so this, this solves a lot of problems, right? This is what gets to the core of type two diabetes, right? Is that we're consuming foods that are spiking our glucose levels that they have never in history have we had to deal with this. Your body has no ability to manage spikes in glucose like we get now, okay? So um, that's what I try to do as much as possible. I wanna, I, and, and I think about it this way, which allows me to eat that way. I'm not just trying to cut calories. I have a more context. Um, by the way, so if you wanna listen, I, I, I do a podcast, Program Yourself Then, um, and you can go, it's on all the, the platforms, but I literally just did a, a podcast the other day about what to eat to lose weight. If you're wondering about how to eat, I would definitely listen to that because what's happening is you're always given the one tactic. That's a diet strategy where they give you the one tactic to focus on because they get, well, just stop eating carbs. Well, that sounds simple, right? They've simplified it down to one simple thing, just stop eating carbs. But the reality of just stop eating carbs is very difficult. So they just minimize it, you know what I mean? And so um, it's important that you have some context to what, we're, what you're doing here. It's very helpful in getting yourself to change how you're eating. So listen to that podcast. It's a lot of context, not a lot of science mumbo jumbo stuff, not, not that, but just context to make it make sense in your mind in a way that makes you wanna eat that way, right? Um, how to get myself to eat fruits, even if my mind tell me to eat junk food. Well, okay, here's another one. Again, I, I like to do, I like to give people choices the big problem, the big challenge we all have because of diet hypnosis is that you approach your weight loss with an all or nothing mindset. And so I always tell people, instead of being all or nothing, it would be all or something. Instead of being black or white, you want to live in that gray area. And so one step you can make, and there's a million things, different ways you can approach this, but one, one step, just to give you a, an idea of what the concept is, is that you could say, if I'm going to eat junk food, I have to eat a piece of fruit first you know, and then eat the junk food. And sometimes that kind of works with your brain more and it starts to get you in the habit of eating the fruit. So again, this is something you're not used to doing, but it's taking baby steps and using strategy to change yourself long-term instead of trying to just change everything all at once. So again, I don't know if that would work for you or not, um, but it's that type of thinking that would help you do it. How do I not feel hungry? Um, you eat more fiber. <laughs> That's what I, I'm gonna keep it simple on that one. All right, our subliminals like hypnosis. Okay, so hypnosis. A lot of people confuse hypnosis with the state of hypnosis. You do not need to be in a trance to be hypnotized. Okay, hypnosis is just the process of influencing your subconscious mind. So you experience hypnosis every time you watch a TV show or a movie. Think about what's going on. Logically, you're just watching light on a screen, hearing sounds. But what's happening inside your head is you're vicariously experiencing whatever's on the screen. And so if you're watching sports, you're releasing adrenaline. If you're watching a horror movie, you're nervous and tense. If you're watching a comedy, you're laughing and releasing endorphins. And so our imagination literally impacts our body and what it's doing, okay? And so it's the process of influencing our imagination so that we begin to behave and get the results that we want. That, that's how hypnosis does. That's probably an unsatisfying definition, but I'm gonna keep it quick. Our hypnosis is supposed to work instantly. Um, yeah, sometimes, here's the thing. I, like, like if 
I think if someone like gave you like three set, because what I see a lot of, I see weight loss hypnosis. Here's three sessions. One's going to help you emotionally. One's going to help you motivated. One's a, and it's like, no, because you're going to listen to those three sessions and they'll work originally, but then eventually they're going to become less hypnotic because you're going to start to realize you're going to start to be aware of what's being said when you keep listening to them and they become less and less effective. This is why I think you need to learn how to hypnotize yourself. Okay. Because the world's always changing. You're always changing. And so you need to have the ability to understand when you have hypnotic suggestions coming in. You need to recognize how you're already hypnotizing yourself and you need to have some influence over that process. Once you do, it becomes, I I, I can't explain it. It, It's just the the process of mastering weight completely changes. That's all I can say. Because you start to realize all the little factors that are influencing your weight and you can have influence over them. Right now, you're blind to everything. You know what it's like? You're trying to lose weight. It would be like driving a car that had no gauges. That's kind of like how you're driving, how you're trying to lose weight. You have no sense, you have no granular understanding of all the subtle factors that are impacting your weight. And so all you've got is like, oh, I'm just going to eat better. <laughs> it's like your eating is like, it's the, it's the flower on the plant. You know what I mean? Like, like it started with a seed, it started with the soil, it started with the sun, it started with the water, grew into a plant, started getting some leaves, da, 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 finally turned into a, a flower. And now you're saying, I don't like the flower. I'm going to cut flower off. Well, problem is it it was a process that happened before that. You have no sense of what that process is. And so you have no ability to change it. Well, once you understand how to change that process, it becomes very obvious, um, you know, how to do it. So again, listen, go watch, go, go to my bio, click on that link, go sign up for that free hypnosis session because you'll get to experience what hypnosis feels like. And it's a good experience. I use hypnosis. Listen, in my program, there's over a hundred hypnosis sessions. So I'm not saying hypnosis doesn't work, but I think it's best used as a supplement, as, as a supplement to your own hypnotizing yourself. Because when you hypnotize yourself, it's specific and it's exact to your situation, which is very important. Because the primary thing that's driving your eating is environmental subconscious cues. Notice your eating runs patterns, right? You're, you're not like overeating at nine in the morning, right? You know what I mean? Like there, there's patterns to it. It's happening at night. It's happening in the afternoon. There's it, it, all patterns to it. It's very subconsciously oriented by the environment. And so you need to learn how to hypnotize yourself within your environment. And you can only do that through self-hypnosis. And it's very easy. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, it's self-hypnosis. It's very, very simple. It's as simple as imagining, well, it's like I do in my video, like when you imagine yourself at your goal weight, waking up tomorrow at your goal weight and then going through your day, that's the rehearsal technique. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's it. And then there's a redo technique in front of it. But what's going on is you're using that technique within your environment, okay? It's in the context of where you live. And so you're subconsciously imagining your environment and now you're imagining the behaviors in the experience that you want to have in it. So that's a, but anyways, go, go, get that link, go listen to that hypnosis session, then watch the training. It's a half hour. I will break down the three steps to master your weight and it'll give you a new context and paradigm for how to master your weight that you probably don't have right now. You know, you're getting a little bit of listening to me, but it's, it's, I'm all over the place. So it's not, it's not real easy to follow. Um, do you help your wife with weight loss or other people around you? Um, no, no, I don't because people know me as, not that guy. Do you know what I'm saying? I find it, it's very difficult to work with people that you're in relationships with. Okay. So, um, I've not found that to be effective. Uh, I certainly use a lot of these techniques in subtle ways and I, and I share what I, what I do, but, um, I don't feel like that's a good situation is to, is to work with people on that level. That's my experience. 
Um, I bet this idea applies to money as well. Money in the end doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Money and weight loss are very similar because what they are technically, motivation-wise, they're extrinsic motivators, okay? In that they don't mean anything without other people. I always like to ask this question to sell if you're extrinsically oriented with your, motiva- with your weight loss motivation. If there was no one else on the planet, would you care about your weight? Would you want to lose weight still if there was no one else that lived on the planet? And this will reveal whether your motivation is that you want to lose weight so you can look better so other people appreciate that or whether you want to do it for internal reasons. You want to live longer, you know, feel better, all that stuff. And it's the same thing with money, right? Because the money and the weight, they're means to an end. In and of themselves, they don't mean anything, right? You could rob a bank and have a bunch of money. That's not a, a pleasant way, right? That's a stressful way. And you could diet, right? You could do my, my 10 pounds a week plan and you could lose weight, but you're just waiting for the shoe to drop. You could get really sick and start losing weight. You're not happy, you see? So that, that's a good realization. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, who you become in the process. Yeah, exactly. In the meaning, yeah. Impact and legacy. There you go. Now, do you, do you feel more motivated when you talk about it that way? You see? And how you think about it and how you talk about it is the hypnosis. Literally, it's the mental coding. Think of your mind, as your subconscious mind is like a computer and it's got been programmed in with these programs that you don't even realize you're doing. When you shift up the programs and put new programs and you get other results out, in computer programming, I got this phrase, gago, garbage in, garbage out. Well, you're putting garbage in your brain when it comes to weight loss. You don't realize that the diets are putting them there for you and the food companies. They're one and the same. Got to say this every live. You can know this, right? All the diets you're listening to that you're, you're trying to get weight loss from, you know that the food companies own them? right? Get ready. If you don't know this and if you've ever watched me, you've heard this 50 times, but, um, Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, Slim Fast was owned by the company that owns Ben and Jerry's, uh, ice cream, right? Uh, and Atkins Food Products is owned by the company that owns, uh, Annie Ann's Pretzels and Cinnabon, right? You really think these companies want you to not eat their food and want you to lose weight? I don't think so. So yeah. So, you know, again, it's the way you think about it. If you could, what is something you would change about yourself besides the obvious? Um, bum, bum, bum. <laughs> the obvious. <laughs> is there something horrible about myself that I should change that's obvious? I don't know. What would I change? Um, I mean, to be honest, I, okay, so here's, here's what I will say about hi- knowing hypnosis is that I don't, my behavior is not perfect, okay? But I'm, I'm in this weird place. So I guess what I would change is I don't know why I have like, like coffee. I'll say coffee. So I drink coffee. And I go through phases. Like sometimes I'll read something and it'll be like, I'll, so I'll give you what, like what I read a coffee thing. So, oh, they have a way higher chance of getting a heart attack. And then I was like, oh, that's it. I'm going to stop drinking coffee. And then I read like, oh, it's bullshit. And I was like, ah, well, I don't care. Cause I like coffee. So I keep looking, I'm like, I don't see any real strong reasons. And so I'm not congruent. I like drinking coffee and I don't see any strong reasons why I don't want to drink it. And so I do wish that it was easier, but this is, again, when you understand your mind, you really can't change this. But I do wish that just like knowing something was a better thing, I would just do it. You know, um, but unfortunately I need like the downside of it. I need to look at the negative of it, the pain of something to really kind of force me into doing some behavior. So I guess you could change that, but that'd be changing my whole brain. So I don't know. Um, how do we find your podcast? Yeah. Program yourself then, you know, you could search it anywhere. It's on, it's on all of them, Apple, Spotify, all, the, all those things. Um, what do you think about water pills? Um, I mean, I don't like any, I, I got, yeah, there's a time and a place for all this stuff, but it's like, I would rather just drink water, um, you know, so I'm a big fan of uh, as natural as it can be. What type of good food have high fiber? Vegetables and fruits, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know it was like some magical food we never heard of that's got a lot of fiber in it. But it's really, now again, eating vegetables and fruit is a whole process. You know, you don't like vegetables and fruits because your tongue has been calibrated to hyperpalatable flavors. 
okay? And so this is why I don't like like chemical sugars. Yeah, there's no ca calories in them, but they're calibrating your, your tongue to these unnaturally sweet flavors. And so when you eat fruits or vegetables, they seem really boring and you don't wanna eat them, right? But yeah, fruits and vegetables. Um, how do we find your podcast? Yep, just answered that one. Yeah, find anywhere. Program yourself then. You know, go check it out. Um, you can also, I'm on YouTube. That that one's under Jim Katsoulis. Um, But what I would strongly recommend is go, again, go and listen to that hypnosis session I put up there. It's free. It's great. You'll, you'll experience. I'm a, I'm a hypnotist. I've been a full-time hypnotist for 20 years. I've been working on this myself for 30 years. Um, I'm not trying to put any of my colleagues down, but, but a lot of hypnotists are kind of part-time. They're just reading scripts. I've been absolutely obsessed with this. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. I've created the program itself. Then of course I've certified coaches in this process. Um, you know what I mean? Like I, I really, I've been doing this a lot. So when I'm giving you a hypnosis session, it's probably going to be one of the better weight loss hypnosis sessions you've heard. It's completely free. I'm just giving it to you. Um, I don't really sell hypnosis sessions. Uh, I do have a hypnosis program that I do sell, um, you know, but it's, it's, it's not, it's, it, there's a self hypnosis component to it. And there's a lot of hypnosis and it's very strategically laid out. The idea that you're going to listen to a 20 minute hypnosis session and it's going to make you a thin person, I think is not borne out by um, any experience or any, any real evidence. Okay. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, so go listen to that and then go watch the training. And then on top of that, by the way, once you opt in there every day, I email you coaching and, and positive support to help you along your journey, right? So it's like, again, my mission in life is to help many people as possible live at their goal weight, right? And so that's why I reorganized my whole business last fall. Um, I've been doing a lot of private coaching and I love doing it, uh, very lucrative, but it was not helping me reach that goal. So again, I restructured things and uh, that's why I do these lives all the time. I make the videos all the time, do the podcast, all this stuff for free. You know, because I really want to help you. So, yeah, hypnotist for 30 years. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just move along and you learn new stuff. Never stop learning. You know what I mean? Reading 50 books a year for the last, you know, 10 years anyways. And before that, I read a ton of books. So, yeah, go check it out. It, it's a hypnosis session, too. It's just audio. Okay. But, um, yeah, go check it out and listen to it. And then notice how you feel. All right. Now, don't measure it against, oh, did I listen to the session and lose 20 pounds this week? You know what I mean? Like, notice the subtle things. How does it affect me the next day? How's it affecting my thinking? How am I approaching this whole process? Because again, I'm telling you that the process of mastering your weight is more of reinforcement. It's not about just knowing what to do and then you just do it. People make the mistake of thinking that information is behavior, but it's not. Think about how you write with your hand, right? You know everything there is to write about, write with your hand, right? If you want to write with your hand, you don't need to go get a book, How to Write with My Left Hand. What do you need to do? Even though you know everything about writing, what do you need to do? You need to practice it. You need to reinforce it, put it in your muscle memory. Same thing with your weight loss. You know what you should eat and what you should do, but you need to practice those ways of thinking and behaving. You need to install them. And you're not just going to learn this and then just do it. It's a process of practicing it. That's the reality and no one ever talks about because they just want to sell you the bullshit of fast, wicked fast rate weight loss, right? That's what everyone wants to sell. And, um, you know, I, I'd make a, a billion dollars if I did that. I could do that. No problem, you know, but I would never do that because it's bullshit. You know, it's just not real. So again, people are so, they're so conditioned to just think they're just chasing shortcuts. <laughs> you know, you spend 40 years chasing weight loss shortcuts. Just invest the energy into mastering this. You're going to be way better off. You're going to be way happier. You did. You get way better results. All right. So, all right. Go listen to that session. I'll talk to you all soon, everyone. Thank you so much. Have a great day.